You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. Yes, it's time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Howdy doody. <laughs> I'm Randy Red. I'm Jeremy Griffin. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are not really good happening in the world right now. And there are a lot of things that may happen in the future, especially in regards to China and Taiwan and the United States or Russia and Ukraine and the United States and Joe Biden and his uh, therapist. But, you know, whatever, (laughs) something really, really, really good happened yesterday in Waco, Texas. Uh, and this was in a baseball game, a little league baseball game. Jeremy's yeah, still you made me watch it before the show, and now yeah, I'm still it, teared it, up. And it is—it's an emotional video. And the first time I saw it, tears flowed. Also, I mean, you know, you're just—if you haven't seen it, you—you know—I'll give you a moment so you can go get a Kleenex because <laughs> it's coming. Baseball game, uh, the Southwest Regional Final between the Tulsa National. Little League team and uh, Perland, Texas. The, and the winner of that baseball game would go to the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Some of you already know about this, but the Tulsa team lost. They lost nine to four. Spoiler so alert. So Perland is <laughs> going to the World Series. But the Tulsa team, and especially a kid named Isaiah Jarvis, they may have lost the game, but they won the hearts of everybody who was at that stadium in Waco and the now millions of people who've seen the video. And these two kids, Isaiah Jarvis and Caden Sheldon, who was the pitcher for Pearland, were on Fox News here just earlier today talking about this. I think they've kind of made the rounds of um, the cable news shows and probably the national network morning shows. If not today, they probably will tomorrow. But for those of you who don't know, uh, this happened early in the game yesterday, and Caden Sheldon was the pitcher for the Perlin team, and Isaiah, or Zay, as they call him, Jarvis, was the batter. And, well, let's just, Jeremy's got the video queued up. Let's just show you the video. If you haven't seen it, grab a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Also, I will just tell you, if you're listening to this podcast as opposed to watching it on Spotify, you might want to jump over to Spotify so you can see what we're talking about. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you'll just hear it. That's true, yeah. But you know, it's it'll still be it'll still be good. All right, here we go. Oh, look out. Man, that was close. Yeah. And now Jarvis walks from first base over to the mound because the pitcher is very emotional. Because as a pitcher, Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. He wants him to know that it's okay, that he'll be fine. Hey, bro. Look at me. Look at me. You're all right. Amazing. You're all right. Look at me. Mm. 
So, uh, for those who could not see the video, the pitcher, Sheldon, hit Jarvis, the batter, in the batting helmet with a fastball on an 0-2 count, and Jarvis went down. Uh, but he fortunately was able basically to get right back up and walk to first base. And it is it can certainly be an emotional moment for a pitcher who has there have been people who have been killed or at least seriously injured when being hit in the head by a baseball. And uh, the pitcher for Perland, when Jarvis got down to first base, he's looking over at the mound and he can see the pitcher appear to be crying and, and you, you could hear him. And so Jarvis walks over there and gives him a hug and tells him, I'm fine, I'm good, you're good, you know, and um, these are 12-year-old kids, okay? 12 years old, and with all of mm -hmm. the the hate, uh, Mm -hmm. quite frankly, that we have in this country right now because of the politicization of so many things, this country is divided like... Never, I mean, at least going back to maybe Civil War days. Yeah. Um, but to see that, and again, this wasn't this wasn't just some regular. This was for a spot in the Little League World Series, the biggest of the big at that level. Yeah, these kids, some several of these kids will likely be playing in the major leagues. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, and and these kids have worked. You know they're, uh, you know they're to be on a team like that. E- either one, Perland or Tulsa. These kids have been playing baseball, you know, for a while. My son started playing, you know, baseball when he was like five, four or five, I think. Act well, actually, I, I take that back. He was two mm-hmm. because I was pitching to him and and <laughs> he was hitting balls over the fence in the backyard. Yeah, and I remember. I was throwing under and he had, it was plastic. He had plastic ball and a plastic <laughs> bat. He's two years old. And, and he was why he had watched baseball with me mm-hmm. watching Ranger games or Astro games or whatever. And I'm out there th- tossing them underhand to him. And he stopped and he said, no, daddy, throw right, throw right. <laughs> you know, and he'd give me the motion like yeah. overhand because that's what he would see on television. Hmm. And so I'm like, okay. And so I actually go into a little bit of a windup, yeah. you know, and chunk it in there. And the first one I threw, he hit it over the back fence. Well, after that, I imagine you dinged him after that. After that. Yeah, the old Gillette pitch, as they used to say. Close shave. Yeah. Um, Get but him. anyway. You these, own that plate, buddy. The, these, <laughs> these kids have been doing that since they were toddlers probably and certainly into you know the t-ball stage and coach pitch and all like that and you know are obviously very talented or they wouldn't have been in the position you know where they were and you're absolutely right a lot of those kids will go on to play college baseball and then some of them will go on to be in the big leagues Mm -hmm. and uh but you know that game had a lot on the line and you know, there can be, especially in the big leagues, 
you know, some animosity there. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're in a, a little game, different result. You're in a typically. game like that, and you get hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, as long as you're okay and you're not unconscious or whatever, you get up out mm -hmm. of there, and instead of going to first base, you're running for the mound. Yeah. And it's like um, the equivalent of the American League pennant, you know, uh, right? In that uh, game right. that they yeah, were in, right? Exactly. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so for that to happen, that embrace and that, you know, hey, I'm okay, you're okay, you know, let's just play ball. That's cool. And uh, you got to tip your hmm. cap uh, to those to those kids mm -hmm. for doing something like that. And it just... That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I... Uh, I don't hardly know what to say. I well, I'll tell you what. You know, supposedly they were searching for documents that should have gone to the National Archives, which is essentially a museum. Yep. You're going to send 40 armed FBI agents in there looking for stuff that some papers that should have been donated to a museum, really? Now, and 15 boxes of those documents had already been sent to the National Archives. Yeah. You know, this is something where, you know, Trump and his lawyers have been talking to the National Archives for a while right. about this. And it's something that a lot of times other presidents have gone through yeah. about what is considered a personal document that maybe they can put in their presidential library or something that needs to go to the national archives right. or can I make a, do you need the original? Can I make well, a copy? So obviously there's more going on here yes. than papers that need to be in the national well, archives. Just, I just want to list a, a couple facts. These aren't anything more than just fundamental provable facts okay so the first one is is that uh donald j trump's estate in uh uh florida uh or miami not miami uh palm beach yeah mar-a-lago uh, mar-a-lago Mar Mar yeah. but it's in palm beach i think anyway i don't remember if it's a state's called that it doesn't matter his his property his house yeah um, it's a big it's a big joint oh yeah it's it's not small nope. <laughs> so that property was raided by the Federal Bureau of Investigation um, looking for documents, as you've already stated, that should have been, uh, or they claim, should go to the National Archives. That's one fact. Uh, another fact is um, a former uh, Secretary of Defense, I believe, um, was subpoenaed by Congress to provide uh, over 30,000 emails that were kept on a personal server that was also illegal to do that. And after the Whoa. subpoena, uh, deleted the emails that were subpoenaed by Congress and nothing happened. Those are also facts to that particular individual. These are just facts. Now, other facts are the individual where nothing happened uh, was a Democratic party representative well you know there was a pretty famous woman who was uh secretary of state, of state. For a that's, while. What, that's what i was talking oh about. that's who that's you were talking about, about? i was oh, like okay. defense state yeah secretary of state well yeah. she was maybe secretary of defense for bill 
<laughs> yeah, right. No, but yeah, Secretary but no, of State. She was, sec- she was Secretary so, of State. So, so the Secretary of State gets subpoenaed and then then deletes the emails after the and subpoena. destroyed the hard drive. Des- yes. And and it's and no one's concerned about some form of a cover-up. Meanwhile, again, as you stated, factually, also another interesting fact. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is simply a fact. The judge that signed the warrant was tied up in Literally. as a lawyer. Yeah, probably. He Jeffrey represented Epstein. a lawyer with Jeffrey Epstein. And and not just that. Okay, that's interesting. But yeah, it's benign, maybe. Prior to representing on the defense side of Jeffrey Epstein, do you know what his job was before that? No, not for sure. I he think was I've a, read it and I forgot what it is. Well, I'll it's tell one you. of those that you're like, really? I will tell you. He was a state prosecutor in the same state bringing charges against Jeffrey Epstein. And while he said he was not on the case, and that is factually also true, he then quit his job and immediately went to work for the Epstein defense in the middle of the case against Jeffrey Epstein. That man is now the judge who signed off on the warrant um, to get in there to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I, I just, uh, again, I, I cannot believe uh, that that's the actual real reason. At some point, maybe we'll see some documentation uh, on well, this. Well, there's a It'll lot of people around the Clintons redacted. who died, and uh, nobody... Starting with Vince, well, maybe not, but Vince Foster for one. Well, that's maybe what I'm starting saying. before Vince. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's so ridiculous that it's just who's next to die. Nobody's bothering prosecuting anybody. Nobody's even right. investigating the Clintons on right. anything, even right. though they have an enor- exorbitant amount of people in their inner circle all committing suicide. All committing suicide. There's not some that were in car accidents and some have a heart attack. They're all... Yeah. Um, yeah. Suicides. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's there's a lot, but uh, you know, that stuff. Uh, it just isn't going to be uh, investigated. But it's. Doesn't I think that make I, us I, a I think what Republic? was really going on there is they're looking for uh, some January sixth uh, type stuff, or mm. maybe some. Maybe, you know, maybe some other. I things, think it's totally but, about Epstein, to be honest. They, and, and maybe it is, but I'm all I'm saying is, it is not mm-hmm. about documents <laughs> that for should the archives. be in, for the archives. Right. And, yeah, and that's the cover story. I sure. Guess. Well, let's think but about that's it. That's not because they were already the lawyers were talking. They had already sent 15 boxes right. of stuff to the National Archives. But what wasn't By all in there? and purposes, they were cooperating part, in all of this. And this part isn't the fact. What wasn't in those boxes was the evidence that Trump procured that proved all of the high officials that were wrapped up in the Epstein. Uh, sex trafficking well, thing. Well, now and that could be, and maybe that's... Again, that's not fact, but here's the other thing that, that could is be true. It could be a number fact. of things. It could that, be fact, you know, but we yeah. don't know. But but here's the other thing I think is incredibly important to recognize, that under the Trump presidency, there were more in, uh, sealed indictments from uh, sequestered or whatever, the, the grand juries that, that nobody knows who they are, right? Right, yeah. I think 
and I'm going to get my numbers wrong because it's been a while since I've looked at this, but it's this extreme. In the course of an average year, there's usually like 40 grand juries in these sealed indictments. And and for those who don't fully understand a sealed indictment, you do a sealed indictment when you're trying to arrest a lot of people at the same time. You don't want to go arrest one person for something and then tip everybody off that they're on the Right. Uh, so they get all this together so that they can coordinate arresting a lot of people all at one time. Right. So think of it in those terms and recognizing that there were 40 sealed uh, indictments that typically happen nationally over the course of a given year. Under Trump's presidency in in the, I believe, uh, the second year, maybe his third year, uh, I think it was second year, there were 4,000 sealed indictments. And they were never brought to any further yet like they were they're sitting there they're still there waiting for law enforcement to make a determination or i guess not larry law enforcement but the whoever the probably the doj to to make a move on that so uh nobody knows what they are because they're sealed right some people know but but the 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 uh, predominant view is that it does absolutely have to do with epstein simply because when you're trying to, when you think of scale and you start looking at just people that you know went to the Epstein Island, it's massive. The scale is already massive. And then if you can prove that they knowingly engaged in criminal activity, of course you're going, but, but it's going to, if, if anything comes of that, it would rock the world. Of course, I believe for a long time we're on this pathway to civil war. And this is the kind of thing, the weaponization of, of the law Justice enforcement. Department. Yes, that when that happens, and and DeSantis kind of nailed it when he was making his comments, and we're it's just another step. I I look at this like I've said before. If if uh, we're on a roller coaster towards uh, complete destruction of the United States, we're past the point of no return. It's inevitable. What's happened is the front end of the roller coaster. We haven't crossed over that uh, apex where gravity takes over and pulls the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, are we to the know. point uh, yet where everybody's like, "Woo!" Well, we doing that yet? You know, the only people that are going woo and that and on a roller coaster are the the adrenaline junkies and the freaks. Um, and yeah, we're at that part. <laughs> the adrenaline junkies and the freaks. Yeah. When it comes to civil war, they're all going woo. Well, you know, there's there's a lot, uh, and as this goes on, you know, the raid at, at Mar-a-Lago has really incensed uh, Donald Trump's core base. Yeah. Uh, and Maga Nation's rising up. It, it's gotten, uh, you know, the, the loony left, the extreme, you know, those people are all fired up the other way. Right. All excited and all, uh, you know, happy that this is going on and the other side's enraged that it's going on uh and you know and typically we've seen over the years at least recently it seems like i'm i can't remember everything that happened you know back in the 60s and early 70s because i had other things on my <laughs> mind then and other other things fogging my mind uh but uh, you know, now it's kind of, you know, we've had when when Democrat administrations have been in charge, they've done things that have really upset Republicans. But the Republicans, once they get control, don't do the same thing. You know, they're like, you know, we're going to let bygones be bygones. 
We're not going to run things like this. We're above, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, I think, I hope that if, if Republicans, and I'm beginning to wonder, you know what, I've had my doubts about this, the mm -hmm. red wave, but mostly my doubts have been because, you know, well, the Democrats already know how to fix an election. So, you know, hey, right. the plan is already in place. But now with some of the other things that are happening, I, you know, I just wonder, especially in the Senate, if, you know, because the way the media has talked and the way Biden keeps talking and, you know, people are seeing gas prices go down, inflation, some of the numbers are going down and all like this. And people are kind of thinking, well, you know, geez, maybe it's not as bad as what I thought. Oh, yeah. And short uh, memory here in the United short States. Mem right. A short memory. But when it comes to revenge, mm -hmm. I would sure like to see the Republicans, if they get a majority, especially in both the House and the Senate. I think in the House, I think no matter what, I think they will get it in the House. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the Senate, but maybe. We'll see. I want to see some hearings. I want to see some people with their feet to the fire as to what is has gone on here. Do you think in those hearings that uh, they will select members for those uh, um, tribunals I wanna, I that want, are not on I both want sides? to see the Republicans do the exact same, same thing, thing the yeah. Democrats did. Yeah. Uh, I want, and of course the Democrats are going to whine and whine and whine. And I just want to hear, you know, one of the Republicans going, well, you know what? We hadn't thought about this until you guys did. Right. We got the game plan from you people. Yeah. So now you can just live with it. There are, there are definitely enough, uh, enough folks with that mentality that are now elected officials. And if they stay in office, yeah, I think you'll see that. Right. Yeah. There are more and more. And I, I, mean, uh, I think we, Matt Gates alone would change the approach to virtually everything the Republicans have done. Did you, uh, have you seen, I know you, you know, uh, you've been busy today with a lot of things going on, and I had the opportunity to listen to the. Well, I've been at work all day, so I've seen some of the news and mm. listened to the radio. You didn't happen to, <laughs> you didn't happen to hear what um, the governor of Texas said today, mm -mm. did you? Mm -mm. In response to the mayor of New York. Oh, oh this about the beautiful. shipping in the yeah the uh, immigrants. <laughs> three more busloads of uh, illegal immigrants came into New York City earlier this morning from uh, Texas. And uh, mayor, uh, the, uh, the mayor of New York City said that he was again aghast at what Abbott was doing and said he's the worst of the worst. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's using these illegal immigrants as pawns in this and of course i'm thinking has joe biden not done the exact same thing i mean there were there were buses coming out of texas long before greg abbott oh yeah started uh chartering buses the feds were chart and airplanes right you know there were overnight flights into westchester right. new york you know what? And he's acting like, you know, the mayor of new york city doesn't even mention that of course he's all upset with greg abbott and uh, in the last, I think, month now or six weeks or so, there's been about 4,000 
uh, illegal immigrants bust from Texas to New York. Mm. That's about the daily average that comes across the border in Texas mm. and goes into these small border towns, you right. know, that have 500 people living there. They don't there even remotely have the infrastructure. No, and, not at all. And they're being robbed. And they're right. And, and, yes. and, and not, not, obviously not all the people crossing the border are, are criminals, but it only takes two. <laughs> or one. <laughs> or one, right. Right. To, uh, to create know, that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And even though, uh, you know, the ones that aren't even criminals, you know, they'll... They're illegally here. Technically, and, they are criminals. you know, they'll cut down fences and they'll go right. in and try... And, you know... It's survival for it's, them. It, right. It, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You have to understand. I mean, they're just trying to survive. They're trying to, you know, they'll slaughter a, a, a calf or, mm -hmm. you know, a steer to get some meat or they'll come in and go through a garden or, you know, whatever to just, like you said, for survival... But they are creating all kinds of havoc down there. And Greg Abbott, you know, his whole point in this is like, you know, in New York, along with San Francisco and Los Angeles and Chicago, I suppose, has bragged about being a sanctuary city. Mm -hmm. We welcome everyone. Come on. You know, it's like the old Price is Right. Come on down. <laughs> well, Abbott is just like, okay. If you guys want them here, you know, here you go. And you have a bigger, uh, you have more resources to deal with this than we do on the border. But uh, the mayor of New York was saying, uh, he called uh, Abbott, a, you know, a couple of names and then then said, I have, I'm, I'm thinking about sending a, you know, some busloads of New Yorkers down to Texas to go knock on doors and, uh, you know, and try to get Abbott ousted as governor because Beto O'Rourke mm -hmm. is running again against Abbott. And the, the polls are closer than I ever thought they would be. Uh, but anyway, he's saying, <laughs> he's saying, you know, I'm going to bust some New Yorkers down there to knock on doors and try and get Abbott defeated. And, I, of course, I'm thinking that might not be the best strategy. Some of those New Yorkers might get down there and go, Boy, this is a lot better place to live than where I they're, live yeah, in New going, going, It's a heck of a lot cheaper. how much cheaper. do you pay for this place? Yes, all yeah. all of that. So that may not be good. But when the mayor of, of New York City said, I'm thinking about, you know, doing that, Abbott, he was being interviewed by, uh, I guess it was Fox uh, this morning. And uh, he said, uh, somebody asked him about that. <laughs> and he said, well, you know what? I kind of feel like uh, Clint Eastwood. Go ahead, Mayor. Make my day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's going on, too. And uh, and then there's China and uh, Taiwan. Um, See, I'm 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 curious. I'm st I had this thought, and this is not a advocation. Just please, people, hear me. This is not an advocation. But I had this thought of if I'm if I'm living on a border town, right, and I've got people entering my country that to me that's an invasion and well that's how they that's what they believe in texas and so my question is why if if somebody was invading my like where i'm at right now if somebody was parachuting from the sky and wore a uniform i would not hesitate to pull out a gun and kill them because there's it's an invasion so what's the difference why why isn't it open season on immigrants cr crossing the border 
Well, I mean, is there process? Are you I'm, able to I'm, be prosecuted? Well, you know, I'm I'm guessing that uh, you know when that uh, individuals, uh, you know, when they see somebody on their property breaking in somewhere, there's probably been an exchange of gunfire. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we just haven't heard as much about it. And of, of course now, uh, you know, Abbott has sent the Texas national guard down there with operation Lone Star to apprehend, you know, some of these folks who are coming across because the border patrol is overwhelmed mm-hmm. and, and they've become more of, um, desk jockeys anyway, you know, usually those guys are on the border you know, whether it's on a horseback mm-hmm. or in uh, you know, four-wheel drive vehicles, that that sort of thing, watching for people coming across. Well, now they have to spend more of their time in the office filling out paperwork on all these people that they've apprehended or others that yeah. have gotten away that they haven't been able to get because they're spending so much time in the office. Well, so many of these immigrants, they're not Mexicans. They're not right. They're not. Yeah, the vast that's majority exactly right. is not coming from the vast Mexico. Majority it's coming through is not, Mexico. Yes, it's coming through Mexico, which was why during the Trump administration they had started the remain, remain in Mexico. Mexico policy, which worked quite well. And now, you know, Biden has let that uh, lapse, and so the board, the and even despite what Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security says the border is not closed. I mean, right. technically, which is, I guess, how he gets around lying about this. Technically, the border is closed. Mm-hmm. But that's just because of the gates down at Brownsville and Del right. Rio. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as all the other places mm-hmm. where you can come across, it's wide open. You know, it's just the gates are down at the at the main cross that the yeah. where the highways go. Yeah. You know, the gates may it's be like down in there. Detroit, you can't get to Canada, but right anywhere else you can. anywhere else you can't. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, the gates down, but you know the anywhere else you can wade across the river or just come through. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's a it is a bad situation, mm. and it and. I don't, it, it's still just, there's a lot of things that I don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. being an old white guy. I mean, <laughs> I'm just not wise in the ways of the world now, but why it is that, I mean, because to me, this situation is not only dangerous for people in the United States, it's dangerous for people coming Absolutely. across. Absolutely. Now, and some of them certainly are criminals. Mm-hmm terrorists, but some of them also, a large part of these groups are kids, mm-hmm. unaccompanied minors, you know, who, who, mom's not with them, dad's not with them, and they're coming across through a desert and then coming across a river. Sometimes it, you can easily wade across the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... It'll sweep you away and kill you. Yeah. And depending upon, you know, what's going on upstream, if there's been a big rainstorm or, you know, and and people may may not, you know, if they've never attempted something like that, they may not be as familiar with what you need to look for when it comes to trying to cross a river like that. And so it is a very dangerous 
situation for people trying to come across. And then all of the drugs that are coming across, fentanyl. You know, we never used to have that big of a problem mm -hmm. with that in the United States. But now it's coming across our closed border by, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, the pounds, I guess. And, you know, and fentanyl is one of those things that, depending upon how it's mixed, a very small amount can kill a large number of people. Yeah. And it, it just, I don't understand sometimes because, you know, the Democrats like to say, you know, Hey, we, we love everybody or whatever. And yet a lot of these people coming across, uh, it's a very dangerous situation to mm -hmm. do that. And they are just making it worse with some of their, policies and um and i'm certainly not against immigration because my and really all of us all of us who are living here mm -hmm. except for those uh who are uh descendants from native americans the rest of us all immigrated here right you know our ancestors i mean uh you know my family you know there's irish and Scotch and sometimes I have more Scotch Irish or Scotch in <laughs> yeah. me than you know, but and uh, German and all like that, and and a, a lot of us, our ancestors, mm -hmm. all of our ancestors, again except for Native Americans, came from some other place in the world. Right. Well, and even Native Americans uh, traversed. To each other's lands and conquered and became well, right, right. became yeah, localized sure. immigrants. I mean, depending right. on how large you make those borders, right? If we started colonizing right. Mars, then we're all native to uh, to the globe, right? I mean, right. Oh, we would immigrate to Mars. Right. You see what I'm saying? So right. I th it's a state of mind. It's an understanding, and and that that gets into the whole argument of of you know reparations for different groups where they've had their land stolen from them. Well, where do you, where do you begin? How do you do, right. You know, because. And we, where do you end? Right. Right. Uh, it, it's a, you know, I mean, you just have to, I mean, you look at it and it's like, well, I'm, it's an unfortunate situation, but it's part of life. It, I, right. I mean, it's, it's just in, how it is. It's just how it is and how it was mm -hmm. and how to a certain extent, how it still is today. You know, you could, uh, you know, back in the 1800s when pioneers went across Indian land, they took the homes yeah. from the Native Americans. Now, for some, you know, they paid certain amounts for it, you know, <laughs> right. various trinkets or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but fork. nonetheless, uh, <laughs> you know, they took, they took the land and, mm -hmm. you know, there were treaty after treaty after treaty that usually in every instance, uh, you know, somebody would discover gold, uh, somewhere and the treaty went out the window. Mm -hmm. But even before white settlers came in, Native Americans had disputes among their yes. own separate tribes. Right. You know, you used to have... Uh, Scots did the same thing with their clans and the and, Irish and their clans. Right, ex exactly. And we have a long, really, the entire history of the world, going back to yeah. Cain and Abel. Yes. Things like that happened. Yes. 
It's it is it's, it is how it is. It's still happening even today in terms of uh, what's the old adage? Possessions nine tenths of the law. Sure. Right. So you know <clears throat> people who squat. You know they they're squatting in somebody's uh, rental trailer house or whatever. I mean law enforcement is outnumbered. I you know it's like. The, the thing they can't stop us all, <laughs> you know, because they can't. Right. You know, it's the way that uh, the legalization of marijuana has taken place over the course of the United States. It's absolutely illegal at the federal level to possess marijuana, period. There was a brief time when the federal government issued cards that made it legal, very brief time, and, and a handful of people have them, and that is it. But federally, it's illegal. So um, is there any federal enforcement of that? Not an ounce. It's only at the state level, and if the state doesn't enforce it, then and in some cases, like in Oklahoma, there's legalization. Well, of it. you know, and and the feds have a lot more important things right. to do, like you know, looking for documents that uh, should be in a museum exactly. instead of a house. Right, because that's uh, crucial. But I, because the because yeah. the FBI is so concerned with preserving the history of the Trump legacy of, as president that they need to make yeah, sure and get they, all of and, those. And you know, and it was, I mean, they sent forty armed, yeah. like with big armed. I know, you know, and you know, there were shots yeah. of. Uh, they coordinated you know, with agents. the Secret Service ahead of time. Why did they need to do that? I mean, why did they need to send all the when they talked to the Secret Service, who was there to protect, protect the, the president, right, and, and they knew family. what was going on, and and there was no discrepancy. They're like, all right, we got a warrant, then there's nothing we're going to do. Right? Why did you need all that? It was it's ridiculous. Well, I, I Trump know, wasn't even there, and, and right, yeah, that's the other thing. Trump Trump wasn't even there. Uh, but I, you know, so obviously they're looking for something else, and uh, you know, they took a lot of boxes out of there. They didn't look in, uh, you know, they just grabbed right. things willy-nilly and uh, because they're looking for something specific. Something, sp- or or not. Maybe Let's, they're just looking, maybe it's a big fishing expedition. Well. And hopefully, if that truly is what it is, you know, uh, let's just see what we can find. You know, surely we know he's a crook and he's a treasonous son of a gun. Let's find the smoking gun, so yeah. to speak, in these boxes in uh, Melania's closet. I have. I didn't. I didn't want to tell you about this ahead of time. It was kind of a surprise, but I do have a special guest that can address this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to bring him in. Okay. All right. And we're going to go to our. Uh, for those watching video, we're going to have to go to our logo because he doesn't want to be seen, and I understand that. So let's bring him in. Uh, for this, we're going to call him Carl. Because, you know, so anyway, Carl, how are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, So tell us a little bit about, so I don't want to speak for you, Carl, but uh, were you not in Mar-a-Lago during this raid? Uh, Yes, I was. Um, Actually, I am one of the, uh, well, I hate to use this term, but I'm a butler. So I I work there in the premises. And uh, it was very obvious that they were looking for something specific. In fact, they asked me a lot of questions about it. Really? What did they ask? I mean, it seems kind of weird they'd even ask a butler. Well, I'm pretty close to the president, the first lady, well, former. And uh, they were honestly looking for, it's going to sound weird, but they're looking for the Holy Grail, the actual Holy Grail. 
the, 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 the cup that caught the blood of Christ, that if you dip it in the fountain and drink from it, you'll get uh, eternal life. Randy, you have any thoughts on that? I'm just blown away by that's a little this. weird. It is. It is. But, you know, Carl was there. So, I mean, you know. I was there. Um, as a matter of fact, I just got a page. I'm going to have to leave. Uh, I say page. It was a text that was notified. I'm going to have to take off, but uh, I'll come back and visit with you guys later. Okay. Well, you be safe out there, Carl. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Carl, for, for uh, being on there. Thanks for having me. That was weird. Wow. Yeah. That was that was awesome. I can't wait to hear what uh, you know. Maybe Carl can be our spy as as this uh, continues. I, yeah, I mean he's as long as we protect his identity, I think he's good. Okay, okay. And Carl, so, of course, isn't his real no, name, it's not and really. nobody could understand. You know, he's different voice yeah. there. We, you've got some gizmos where you can. Yeah, we, we you know, voice. I you know it's weird that he even reached out to me to be honest, but I'm happy about it. I thought it was cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. I yeah. want maybe we can find somebody who can um, who can talk to us about uh, the secrets of uh, Skinwalker Ranch or uh, aliens. I've got or, a, uh, I've got a call like out that. to uh, Travis Taylor. Oh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get him on the show. Okay. Okay. I love Travis Taylor. That'd be awesome. Well, as a uh, physicist, <laughs> Travis Taylor is the bomb. He is, uh, he, he is awesome. You know, you, you brought up Mars a minute ago. Yeah. And yeah. That brings me I know. I'm to, glad. have you seen, are you up I'm to caught up. date? Can I just tell you not now here's what's crazy. I was behind a further episode than I realized. So when oh, we last, were. yeah. So when we last talked, I was, and I didn't know that I'm just watching it and I'm thinking it's over. And then you know how auto plays and it starts playing the next episode. What? Oh my gosh. So yes, now I'm a hundred percent caught up. Um, but dang. Yeah. Yeah. The last, you know, and there were several in this latest episode that came out on Friday. And we're talking about for all mankind. For all, yeah. For, those for right. all mankind. Yeah. Um, there were, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. If you haven't seen it yet, or maybe if you have, if you haven't even started, you ought to watch on Apple TV plus. It's really good for all mankind. But, uh, and there were several wow moments yeah, for real. during this. But none of those previous moments matched what happened in the last 10 seconds. Because that's the one that I just, I, I actually I was watching it and I stood up out of my chair and went, oh my God. I got to remember now. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Well, maybe you're messed up. Maybe I haven't seen all of the... Uh, no, I'm sure I have. Hold on. You don't remember what happened in the last 10 well, seconds? <laughs> I watched them all at one time, so let me just double check. Maybe I'm not caught up. Maybe you're right. Let me go look. So I'm, I'm pulling up my uh, For All Mankind, I mean my Apple Originals. All right. Prehistoric Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for all mankind, I'm definitely, I'm definitely caught up. Okay. Oh well, wait, wait, hold on. Stranger in a Strange Land. Oh, that's coming this Friday. No, I am caught up. Well, they, oh, there was a. Oh, okay. The president part. No, 
Are you talking no, about? No, this was right after. I'm talking about the last ten seconds. All right, I'm gonna play it so I can get refreshed here. I thought the pres the president part where she said what she said that was a big deal. That was another wow moment. Yeah, but there was an even bigger wow moment in the last ten seconds. All right, I'm fast forwarding. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Okay, now I remember. I just I just fast forward and scrubbed and I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. that was we pretty. Can't say a I won't whole say, lot about no, it. I won't say anything. I don't, don't want to, but yeah, that was. I I mean, you're sitting there going, huh? Ah, what? Yeah, you were kind of right. Yeah, well, you know, I, I thought about that. Yes, I thought about that, <laughs> and uh, but I was, and who knows what might end up happening. I was yeah. thinking that uh, you know, do they find some relic of? humanity right there you know much like the original planet of the apes right. movie, the way that uh ended with charlton heston coming up on you know the a buried of statue the, of liberty yes the yeah. statue of liberty on a beach and yeah. he realizes that this planet that he's on is actually what's left of the earth mm. and he realizes you know that you know we nuked each other mm -hmm. and this is all that's left that's what I, you know, what I was thinking that, you know, how, what an incredible find. Would they find something that was obviously man-made, the remains of a mm. building or, you know, whatever. And uh, and who knows, that may still uh, happen. Yeah. But what they did find, and it was not a little green man, but it it was like, like you know, a Martian or something. Right, right. But it was just something that was really unexpected i just remember when they looked at the sand right in front of them and i went oh yes <laughs> and Lori was like what and i'm like no you don't understand yeah <laughs> and yeah. then of course the the reveal and you're like wow and yeah. you know the what what you're referencing you know when you said they looked at what was right in front of them in one of the previous episodes there was something similar mm -hmm. but they didn't they didn't know they just thought it was you know them or the russians or mm -hmm. you know whatever and they just thought well this is a little weird but i mean you know what the real thing was didn't cross anyone's mind and then they see what you're talking about and then they see the other and you're just well like i said i jumped up out of my chair and just went oh my god yeah yeah, so Friday is the last episode of the uh, season. So well, and here's the that thing. Ought to be. I guess what I'm really excited to see, because what, what they've done with the series, obviously they go back and it's an alternative reality. Right. And now they've progressed. Each season is about 10 years in front of the other. Yeah. And so they're progressing. We're in the 90s right now, so we're going to get into the 2000s, presumably, in the next season. Presumably. I mean, you don't they know can, they what don't make might a, happen. They may. Well, right. They don't make a perfect... Uh, jump 10 years each time they just yeah. jump but what it'll be and maybe they won't jump maybe, maybe they, they stay. won't i mean depending upon how friday's episode ends right. they may only jump to like the next day i you right. know, I, I, I hope they jump yeah um but they'll have to wrap up a lot right in one episode but they might sometimes they'll do a double header you know yeah i expect it'll be instead of the usual about hour you know it might be more like an hour, hour 30 15, hour 30 yeah. you know something like that but if you have not seen For All Mankind, you Binge it. should. It's really, really, yeah. really good. I started rewatching a series that I never actually finished. 
Uh, Lori and I got into it a while back, and we made it through a lot of seasons. And I don't remember why we stopped watching it, other than it's just, you know, how it goes when you binge something, then you get caught up, and then you're waiting for seasons that just kind of you lose interest, it slips your mind. We started watching Supernatural. I don't know if you ever saw that I have one. Not- that. Well, here's what has intrigued me and why I restarted watching. I remember liking it to some degree. Um, it was hokey in some areas, but it was kind of fun. It mixes, you know, vampire hunting with spiritual biblical stuff. And what what has enticed me is I just saw a tweet not long ago about how they're entering into to their last season or they're wrapping up or whatever. And the, the thing I watched it for seven seasons. It's got fifteen seasons. And so really? something like that, that's been going on for 15 seasons and there's not short seasons. You know what I'm saying? They're not the little 10 episode seasons. They're 25, 30 episode seasons, something like that. I wow. have to go look. So wow. a lot of episodes and it is, it's something I think you would enjoy because it is, it's got that supernatural, I mean, it's what's called, but that vibe They're they're hunting these evil creatures. There's always a mystery. There's always a changeling or as they talk about skinwalkers. I mean, a lot of, they, they borrow from pop culture and, you know, Chupacabra and all the things that you hear about, um, that are, you know, Bigfoot legends, stuff like that. Um, and, but it has a storyline that continues, which is kind of neat. It's not just like you know, a CSI. Well, it is more like a CSI, I suppose in that regard, um, where they have a case to solve each time, but there's a broader storyline. So okay. anyway, well, I may, it's kind I'll, of well, I'm kind of looking Netflix for, option. you know, something else to, uh, to watch because I've, you know, I've kind of come to the end of a lot of the things mm-hmm. that I was, you know, watching. Well, and, what's weird about it is, like I said, Lori and I watched it, but we were watching the first, we were in probably eight or nine episodes in the first season. And I don't think we ever even watched the first season at all. I think we just jumped in in the middle of the second season because nothing is familiar at all. And okay. and she doesn't remember stuff. I usually will remember it, but nothing is familiar. And um, and then some of the things that I remember aren't even in it at all. And oh, so right. I'm like, okay, so we definitely had to jump in because I remembered it from the very beginning, you know. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how I like it this time around, but I have a feeling I'm going to really like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is something else. How much time do we have? We got about uh, ten minutes. Uh, something that is really cool is happening tomorrow night, and it's on. I'm not sure, but it's it'd be easy to find. It's on. Probably on, it's either going to be on Fox or ESPN, probably. It is now what has become the annual Field of Dreams Mm. game. Uh, You know, this is uh, from, you know, the movie Field of Dreams, one of the best movies, uh, especially sports movies uh, ever done with uh, Kevin Costner and uh, Ray Liotta, Liotta, who passed uh, here. few months ago mm-hmm. um and it's about shoeless joe the movie was about shoeless joe jackson who was caught up in the really black socks really much scandal. more about his father but yes well yeah well <laughs> okay. i know what you mean yeah but yes <laughs> and um to this day a lot of people believe shoeless joe was not yeah. involved because you know i mean if you're gonna throw a world series you generally don't have the kind of series that shoeless yeah, joe had yeah. Uh, you and know, we can't forget uh, Darth Vader was in it too, right? 
Yes. So anyway, yes. James Earl Jones. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they I about brought Carl back. They uh, here. Uh, I think this will be the third year that they have brought in Major League Baseball teams and have played a game at the Field of Dreams that in they Iowa built for the set. Y- yes. Yeah. And you know now they've you know they bring in extra bleachers and. You know, they tech it up quite a bit, you know, for the a network telecast. It's right. more than what was there in the movie, but it's in the same location. Hmm. The, the cornfield is even there and all like that. And the teams that come in, because the movie, uh, you know, you had Shoeless Joe who was in that and the uniforms, they're all turned back the clock uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so the teams that are playing... Uh, tomorrow are the Cubs and the Reds. And mm. so they'll be out there in uniforms that they were wearing back in around 1919. Interesting that so. they've got the Reds going since, you know, Pete Rose had his gambling scandal. That was probably the biggest thing since the Black Sox. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. And, um, but it's always fun. It's really well done. And the, it's just, it's just so cool. Mm. Uh, because you're used to seeing, uh, you know, a Major League Baseball game played now and, you know, retractable roof stadiums right. that hold 50,000 people or, you know, whatever. And it really, the way it's done is just great. Hmm. I remember I watched it the first year and I thought, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. I sure hope they're going to do this now every year. And apparently they will because I think this is the third or maybe it's the fourth straight year that they've hmm. done it wow and uh so that's uh that's tomorrow evening cubs and reds on either fox or espn i'm guessing that I sounds fun looked when i i saw something pop up on my so, ipad about it so speaking of uh espn pulled out of the big 10 well you know that's what uh now i've uh i've, I've heard I saw some of that, and then I saw something else that said, well, maybe that hasn't happened It was yet. a negotiating table move, right? So they were in negotiations, and they turned it down. So they're not necessarily – nobody else has picked it up, so it's not to say ESPN is not still there, but they said, no, we're not going to do it for that moment. Yeah, that, that was what my understanding, and it looks like now that the Big Ten in their new television deal, it will be um, – Fox will be mm-hmm. the main one, but uh, that CBS and NBC are also going to be involved. How about that? And NBC had been mentioned as a possible Big 12 partner, uh, but it's going to be the Big 10, apparently. Not that NBC couldn't also do something with the Big 12, but uh, Barry Trammell had written a piece about it, and a couple of national writers had said, you know, because NBC has Notre Dame football but only the home games not the Mm. road games and so there's inconsistency with their programming some saturdays it's notre dame football some saturdays it's something else whether Mm. it might be golf or or uh you know it was nascar for a couple of years and it might be tiddlywinks you know i don't know (laughs) but they they called it uh shoulder programming is what they needed to wear if there was a Notre Dame home game that kicked off, let's say at two thirty, 
they could maybe have a lead-in of a Big 12 game at 11. Put together some doubleheaders. And put together, uh, you know, a Big 12 game and the Notre Dame game. Or a Big 12 game at 2.30 and the Notre Dame game at night. Mm -hmm. You know, depending. Well, apparently that's what they're going to do, except that it will be with... Big 10 instead. Big 10 instead. Mm. That maybe there would be a Big 10 game at 11 and then Notre Dame at 2.30. And so that way... And then if they did not have a Notre Dame game, you know, Notre Dame's on the road, that maybe they would just have two Big Ten games. They would at least have one Mm -hmm. so that every Saturday they would have college football, Hmm. which makes sense. And uh, But that's probably a a bit of a blow to some of the Big 12 hopes because you would think that if if, NBC is going to do this with the Big Ten, they're not going to do something similar you know, with the Big 12, right. but with ESPN now out of the Big 10, and that had been the longest running agreement between a, a yeah. you know, a media. Like a, 30 a, years or something? Yeah, kind of? yeah. A little more than 30 35, years. 35, I thought, yeah. Uh, going back into the 80s, I believe. Oh, wow. And um, so that kind of leaves, if ESPN, I mean, they've got the SEC, which is going to keep them relatively busy. But the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are, you know, still out there. And so, you know, maybe ESPN gets a little more involved, you know, there. But, you know, we'll we'll see. There's a lot still going on. I've got buddies that work for that. ABC and ESPN, so they probably like a Big 12 schedule, keep them a little closer to home. Right. <laughs> right. No, exactly. I'm sure they I'm I'm sure they would. And you know, and Fox is also involved in the Big 12, or at least they have been. Uh now with Fox being so heavily involved in the Big Ten, you know, maybe that, you know, they still may be involved with the Big 12 to a certain extent. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, there's a lot going on. And, you know, there, you could get some people like uh, Apple and Amazon involved in all of this. Dude, that'd be well. cool. I'd like so, to see a streaming service pick up. Well, there will be I, there will be a streaming service will be involved mm. in this to a certain extent. We just don't I just know wanted to get them where they're much. not blacking me out because of yeah, being aired locally. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. So, we'll see. All right. Sounds like that's all the time we have for this installment. Hope you've enjoyed it and if not, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have, right? I mean, you know, hey. I don't know. <laughs> and if you haven't, eh. <laughs> oh, man. See, that's the entertaining part of this show. You just <laughs> never know. What, well, what I guess what Randy's hear. trying to say is this is really for us. Right. And you're just watching. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or listening. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, I'm Randy Renner. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> You guys have a great rest of the day, and hopefully you'll be back with us again next Wednesday for another edition of Scatter Shooting.